He makes it work. And then you entertain. Aren't you aware that those are the gateways of him getting to you and bringing down your world of Christian salvation? Sometimes it could be that lift on his car, on his vehicle. When he says, let me give you a lift to your house, drop you at your doorstep because it's raining. And that looks like wonderful, a good offer. A lift up to your doorsteps because it is raining. But the objective is evil because he achieved some form of satisfaction driving with this beautiful lady, this beautiful woman in his car. And then, your Christian wall is brought down. What is that that constitutes the poorest portion of your wall? And as I said, the objective is to bring down the wall of your salvation. And then at the end of the day, it is abortions. You are crying on that hospital bed, bleeding. All of a sudden you are anemic. You need urgent, urgent blood transfusion. You are dying on that bed because of that abortion. Or it is that HIV he has infected you with. And sometimes, my fellow sister, you are born again. You are married, actually. You are a married sister. And then, when he came in this subtle and simple way, and the objective was to bring down your wall, now, you ended up in that kind of marriage arrangement with him. And the next minute, you are in the divorce courts. It's not working. The marriage is not working. You are divorcing in the courts out there. Or, as a new lawyer, you just you just got an opportunity in this law firm. Maybe you just graduated. You don't have so much experience, and you are vulnerable. And he's taking advantage of your innocence as a young lawyer at that law firm. Or a new lawyer that just got a new job at that law firm. The objective is to bring down the wall. For Jerusalem, every time the wall was porous, that meant the wall would collapse. In your Christian salvation, whenever the wall of your salvation gets porous, believe you me, the objective is for it to collapse. Beloved sister out there, sometimes, as I said, there are these offers that he offers and you embrace. Because today, 
the city God is talking about is your heart. He implies the church. But the instruction is that you protect your heart so that your Christian salvation, your heart, is not defiled. Earlier on in the day, in our discussion, we saw that thugs and thieves and robbers, they check on the broken part of the wall. The marauding Bedouins, they always went to check out for the poorest section, part of the wall in Jerusalem. My fellow sister out there, remember that the devil, the devil is surely a liar. And the devil is always bankrupt of ideas. He comes in the same, same old cunning style. He is bankrupt of ideas. Therefore, just like the marauding Bedouins always came, they came back to check if the part of the wall they used to break in, if it was still open. So do the thieves and robbers always come back to a home that they previously robbed. And the first thing they come to check is to find out if that part of the wall is still broken. And so are the present-day Bedouins always checking for the same spot on the wall that they used to bring me down last time. What is this that constitutes the poorest part of your Christian wall? Remember that when Nehemiah heard about the broken wall of Jerusalem, he wept so bitterly and totally uncontrollably. Nehemiah was very sad. He was very distressed. He was very broken and crushed. Nehemiah was poor. He was dysfunctional. Nehemiah wept bitterly and uncontrollably. My fellow sister, have you wept? Have you wept? Have you wept? Because what is the poorest part of your Christian salvation? The poorest part of the world of your Christian salvation? Maybe you could be my fellow sister out there who just got into a degree program and you are told that you cannot graduate here in this university until you sleep with your supervisor. This evil is so big out there in universities and it is worse with PhD degrees which have even been called so-called personal degrees which most of the time depends on the relationship you hewn with your supervisor. Always traveling with your supervisor. My fellow sister, a PhD student, you are in PhD program. Always traveling with your supervisor. 
always in your PhD supervisor's office, always in the same car with him, eating together, walking the streets together as you go to buy lunch, going to check on research projects out there together. Sometimes, when he's doing his personal errands, you are his company with him. Maybe going with him to the dry cleaners to pick his suit. And maybe you, my sister, who is now pursuing your master's degree or PhD degree, maybe you are even married. And your husband is complaining day on end, year on end. Could that be your poorest part of the Christian wall that you behold? Always with your PhD supervisor. Always with him. And he's saying for you to graduate, you must sleep with him. This evil is so big out there. My fellow sister, a sales representative, marketing executive, a manager, head of department, a banker, a high school teacher. Remember, the Bible tells us that we must separate as Christians of these last days because the marauding Bedouins are roaming everywhere and they come with a purpose. Yes, they have got an objective to bring down the wall of your salvation. Maybe there are those comments that you have entertained as my sister out there. Comments regarding your looks. You look good. You look great. Your perfume smells nice today. You're elegant in your dress. What is this that constitutes the poorest part of your Christian wall? PhD and master's degrees are personal degree. Using your supervisor's computer, traveling with your supervisor to go inspect the projects for your thesis. Have you instituted a separated life in that workplace? Do they know you are stand on righteousness? Does your supervisor, your boss, your employer, does he know your group manager, your stand of righteousness, your colleagues, your male colleagues at work, do they know your stand on righteousness? Do they even know that you are born again in the first place? And then, you want to be validated. 
You want to be complimented. Could it be that that porous part of your wall is the stilettos, the stilettos, the high heels that you buy because you are now educated and a lawyer and in high shoes, in stilettos. When you enter office, you go to your workplace. When you enter, unagonga, unatuanga, twa, 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 with your stilettos, your high shoes. Because now, you are educated. You are a lawyer. You are a banker. You are just this new manager in that new workplace. A high school teacher as you enter the staff room. But are you aware that those high shoes sometimes present as women very immoral and very sick? Especially from behind as we walk and men watch. Are you aware? My fellow Christian sister, I'm addressing myself to you today. And I know that you're listening. Seated there on the couch at home. And some of my fellow sisters in the nations abroad, you could still be at work or waking up, for example, in Australia to begin the day. Are you aware that those high shoes, sometimes, they present as women very immoral and very sick, especially from behind as we walk and men watch? Could that be the broken part of the wall of your Christian salvation? What is this that constitutes the broken part of the wall in your Christian salvation? Could it be those high heels, high shoes, the stilettos? My fellow sisters, you know that the devil surely is a liar. And sometimes that porous part of the wall is that so-called sweet-smelling perfume. And to my fellow sisters, if you did not know, some of those so-called sweet-smelling perfumes are actually products of research in the immoral industry that has spiked almost all women products and globally. In fact, those, perf those perfumes are pheromones, which are sexual arousal cues and hormones that are meant to stimulate the sexual receptors in men. Could that so-called sweet-smelling perfume that you wear when you go to office, to workplace, you want 
that the moment we just open the door, they know that Jane has entered. We can feel her perfume. It fills the whole place. It fills the entire office, the entire room. Could that be the poorest section of your Christian wall? The so-called sweet-smelling perfumes. What is this that constitutes the poorest part, poorest section of your Christian wall in your, in your work today? What is it? Listen to me, my fellow sister. The neutron stars have already collided. And the heavens are being shaken in a very severe way. Very fearful way. Most dreadful way. How can we continue like this? How can you, my fellow sister out there, continue like you are unpurchased? How can you continue as if the neutron stars have not collided? Hasn't the season changed? Hasn't the dispensation changed? And sometimes, it's just a fellow workmate suggesting, suggesting that he gives you a lift when it is raining. Or suggesting that he takes you out for lunch or for dinner. Or suggesting that you walk with him on the streets, just walking with him. Accompanying him to wherever he's going. My fellow Christian sister, are you aware that our principal and cardinal duty as Christians who live in the dispensation of the collision of neutron stars, we are duty-bound to protect our hearts as the principal place of worship. Are you aware? Are you aware, my fellow sister? Because when the marauding Bedouins will enter, when the wall of your Christian salvation becomes porous, and they finally enter, theirs is to ensure they trample and defile the holy place of worship, which is your heart, and defile the holy place of worship, and cause God Almighty to reject your heart, to reject you, and to reject every kind of sacrifice you present to him. They don't come to joke. They don't come to joke. They come to defile you. The objective is to bring down the wall of your salvation. And you could be, as you listen, my fellow Christian sister out there, a nurse. And when you are talking together, 
in that tea room at the health facility. It could be that undecent, unholy closeness with your colleague, a fellow male nurse or a doctor at that health facility, maybe a lab technologist, but when you're meeting over tea for tea break, could it be that the poorest part of your Christian salvation, could it be that it is that closeness, that undecent closeness, you just keep close to him, and then you make us jokes, you high-five each other there, he validates you, your looks, your dressing, compliments, your manner of talking, your walking style, could that be the porousness, the porosity in your Christian salvation? My fellow sister out there, I want to remind you that the Bible, the Bible tells us to separate. In these evil days that we live in, the Bible tells us to separate and my fellow sister as you listen out there I am a woman and sometimes women do this very sick thing sometimes we women are very very sad in that sometimes, when you work with a man so often, we sisters have this wicked weakness, whereby now we tend to get attached to that man. You get so attached to your colleague. You are so attached to your boss. Every time, every little time, it is him. And sometimes you are even married, but so attached to him. He is the one you are telling everything. Could this be that porous part of the wall of your salvation that you are joking with by entertaining? Yet it is the gateway that brings us down, that will bring you down. Women get wickedly attached to workmates. My fellow sister, I know that we have this wicked weakness of getting wickedly attached to a man when you're working with him so often. And then, you get attached to your workmates, your male, men workmates. And they end up saying, but he appreciates me. I am a woman, and I want to say that this is our wickedest part. Our wickedest part is this wickedness of wickedly attaching yourself to a workmate. And you're fond of saying, but he appreciates me. I'm secure. I'm assured of this and that with him. Because of the compliments he makes towards you. 
My fellow sister, I am a woman. And I want to say that this is our wickedest part. And I'm telling you, this is to bring down the wall of your salvation. The objective is to bring you down. The so-called appreciation, that he appreciates me. That is to bring down the wall of your salvation. This wickedness, wicked, so-called weakness, at weakness, at, at it's our weakness as sisters, as women. That is our wickedest part ever. This so-called weakness. But the Bible has told us to separate in these evil days, in these last days. I told you that the marauding Bedouins, they are roaming. They are looking for that porous part. And when they come in, they must collapse your wall. It's not going to be a joke. They must collapse your wall. Hasn't the Bible told us to separate? Well, turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 14 to 18. The Bible says, My fellow sister, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, my sister, he says, therefore, come out from them and be separate. Says the Lord, touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. Says the Lord Almighty. The Bible instructs us to separate in these last days. My fellow sister, out there, have you really separated? As you join us from Cook in South Australia, there are so many challenges today. If you are not careful, the wall of your salvation will be collapsed. And I'm asking today, have you separated? For failing to separate, the salvation wall of 
a Christian sister today has been rendered porous and the devil has entered. He's in, robbing, defiling, trembling the heart of a Christian sister today. And the purpose, the objective is to bring down that wall, to totally collapse it. But hasn't the Bible instructed us to separate? He says, therefore, come out from them and be separate. What are you doing with them? Walking with him on the streets. My fellow sister. And you're causing him to achieve some form of satisfaction. Because he is in the company of a beautiful woman. Come out from them. He says, what fellowship is there between light and darkness? Righteousness and wickedness. Have you separated? Have you come out from them? From the coarse jokes you make there. And you laugh and laugh and laugh. And we are told in the health facilities, the nurses, they make jokes with their colleagues, the doctors. And at the end of the day, you hear she's pregnant. But they make jokes about it. He will flush it out. I flushed it out. He aborted it. And as students of medicine or university students, you even approach the medicine students or nurses to help you abort it. And then you throw the fetuses in the dustbin, in the toilet, in the sewers. Hey, what has become of Christian sisters today? Hasn't the Bible instructed us to separate? Turn with me to the book of Second Peter chapter 2. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 4 to 9. And the Bible says in the book of Second Peter 2 4 to 9. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them into gloomy dungeons to be held for judgment. If he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed by the filthy lives of lawless men, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue godly men 
from trials and to hold the unrighteous for the day of judgment while continuing in their punishment. My fellow sisters, there are so many challenges. The days are so evil. Wickedness is so much. But the Bible commands us to separate. Yes, you can separate. It is possible. Look at Lot in his days. In the most evil generation. Where everybody was pervert in homosexuality. But he separated. Yes, he separated. And look at the salvation God gave him. So to Noah, in the evil generation of Noah, a generation that mocked righteousness and mocked the preacher of righteousness, that ridiculed righteousness, a pervert generation. But Noah separated. And look at the salvation of God when he wiped out the entire population and saved only Noah and seven more. Noah and family. My fellow sister out there, have you separated? There is no excuse for you to give in to the subtle and snares of the devil. Today, you see that women, they are fond of this thing, of saying that it is their weakness, and then wickedly getting attached to workmates. And as I address myself to my fellow sisters, I want to speak to you pastors' wives. Pastors' wives too. You are my beloved fellow sisters. But you too, I have a case against you. I have a case against you, pastors' wives. This wicked, wickedest wickedness at weakness of getting so attached to the assistant pastor in that church such that all the time you must mention his name in your house. And the pastor who is your husband is complaining and wondering why everything in that home it is about Peter or James or whoever it is that you have wickedly gotten attached to in the name of women weakness. When asked why so, why so and so all the time, why this Peter, this James, why this John all the time, you casually say, but he appreciates me. Hey, pastor's wives, but he appreciates me. This wicked, wickedest part of us women, 
at weakness of you as a pastor's wife getting so attached to the assistant pastor in that church says that all the time you must mention his name in the house even your children and the pastor who is your husband is complaining and wondering why everything in that home it is Peter James or whoever it is that you have wickedly gotten attached to in the name of women weakness pastors wives and then when you are asked why so and so all the time a minute cannot pass without you mentioning him in whatever conversation you must bring him up when you are asked why so and so all the time you casually say but he appreciates me pastor's wife could that be the poorest part of the wall of your Christian salvation and now you see the way the pastor's wife is talking to that young man you see that it has changed and even the way they look at each other is very is very immoral very sick and it is shameful tell me mama pastor could that be the poorest portion of your wall could that be the poorest portion of your wall of your christian salvation tell me could that be the porosity that will finally crumble down your wall crash down collapse your wall with sick pregnancies where you are married but you are carrying a baby of another man or you, are, you may not be married but you are pregnant how can you be pregnant and you are not married tell me could that be the porosity that will finally tumble down your wall with the sick pregnancies hiv aids infections and you are down there you are eating arvs sometimes secretly because you are a married woman you don't want your husband to know with terrible sexually transmitted diseases all of a sudden it is words you are dealing with gonorrhea syphilis herpes whatever it is sasa kama mama pasta kama pia nataka kuongea na wewe ati unasema ni unyonge wa wamama wa wanawake unakuwa attached una yani kwa karibu sana moyo yako iko karibu sana na huyu mwanaume labda ni assistant pastor na kila saa kwa nyumba kila mazungumzo ni yetu naimba ni yetu namuimbanga labda ni Peter ni James ni John paka mume wako analalamika kwa nini kila saa tukiongea jambo lolote 
Lazima ulete ndani Peter, ulete ndani James, ulete ndani John. Ukiulizwa unasema eh ananiappreciate. Yeye ananidhamini. Hey, mama pasta. Nini mbaya? Alafu unaambia mume wako atuyo Peter, huyo John, huyo James kila saa unamuimbanga. Yeye anakudhamini, anakuappreciate. Alafu tunaona vile wewe mama pasta unaongea na huyo mwanaume ama huyo kijana hata mazungumzo yenu yamebadilika. Vile mnaangaliana ni gonjwa sana ya kuchukiza aibu. Mama pasta, could that be the poorest portion of your wall? The wall of your Christian salvation. Je, hiyo ndiyo sehemu ya ukuta wa wokovu wako ambayo imebomoka. Na unajua hako kamwanya kadogo kwa ukuta wa wokovu wako. Kataporomosha ukuta wote mzima. Na magonjwa na mimba na kesi kotini mnataka talaka. Kama ni kutuma shopping ni yeye tu. Na mume wako hapa pasta analalamika. Kama ni kutuma shopping ni Peter tu, ni James tu leo naimbanga. Kama ni kutafuta driver wa kupeleka mahali ni yeye tu. Kama ni kumove tebo kusongesha meza ni yeye tu. Kama ni kukata nyasi ya boma ni yeye tu. Pasta ukisema mume wako pasta. Acha tutafute kijana atusaidie kwa hili na lile. Ni yeye tu. Yeye ndio anamuimbanga tu kuanzia Januari paka Januari. Je, could that be the poorest part of the whole of your Christian salvation? This young man that you as a pastor's wife, mama pastor, you are so wickedly attached to. It's always about him. Whatever conversation, sometimes you're discussing family matters, but he must come up. You must mention him. And your husband, the pastor, is complaining. Why so and so all the time? And then you casually respond and say, he appreciates me. Hey, it's about him and about him and about him. If there is need for a driver, to take you for shopping it is him if you need somebody to come and mow you alone or do some gardening there at home it is him if pastor says clothes are supposed to be taken to the dry cleaners to the laundry it is him even to just move a table it is him yani ni yeye tu na pasta akitoka hivi anasikia huyo kijana hashafika nyumbani. Na pasta akauliza, "Kwani Peter kwa nyumbani?" Unajibu, "Eti ulitaka kubebe, akubebe hiyo meza." Unajibu wewe kama mama pasta, unajibu pasta, "Atulitaka akubebe hiyo meza, meza fulani kwa position nzuri." 
ai imefika kiwango atakusongesha tu tebo kusongesha tu meza lipita lazima afike basta akitoka tu hivi anasikia huyo kijana mwenye unasema na appreciate huko close na yeye ashafika nyumbani na sasa pasta anauliza kwani pita hako nyumbani mama watoto kwani pita hako nyumbani wewe mama watoto unamjibu atujitaka pita akuja akubebe hiyo meza akubebe hiyo meza fulani kwa position nzuri eh hey, mama pasta je hiyo ndio sehemu ya ukuta wa wokovu wako ambayo imepata tundu imepata mwanya kumbuka huo mwanya mdogo hiyo tundu kidogo wakati ambapo imetendeka hivyo kusudi la shetani kusudi la huyo pita ama James ni kuporomosha ukuta wako wote mpaka chini Alafu tunaweza kusikia kesi za aibu Mama pasta ako na mimba na pasta anasema sio yake Pasta anashangaa ghafla mke wake ako na HIV na anasema lakini tukiwaona hatukuwa nayo Na pasta anasema amekuwa mwaminifu Aibu imeingia Mama watoto ameleta HIV ameleta maambukizi magonjo ya zinaa kujikuna usaha kunuka kwa sababu ya huku wovu ambao wadada wanapenda sana wanasema ati ni unyonge wetu atio ni udhaifu yetu kama wadada sasa kama unafanya kazi na mtu wa kiume na ndugu fulani Unakuwa tatu na yeye. Mnafungamanishwa pamoja sana. Ukiulizwa kwa nini ni yeye ni yeye ni yeye, unasema kwa sababu anakuappreciate yeye anakudhamini. Anakuambianga vile nguo yako ni nzuri, vile nywele umetengeneza vizuri, vile mafuta yako ni ya marashi. Kukwambia vitu kama hivyo. Alafu tunashtuka kesi bishop anapigiwa simu. Ati bishop kuja toa huyu mtu kwa nyumba. Akuja atoe pita kwa nyumba. Ambaye mama pasta anamuimba tu kila saa. Kila kitu ni yeye. Unashtuka kesi kwa ndoa ya pasta kuko na talaka. Kuko na vita vya pasta na mama watoto na mama pasta hata watoto wanaibika saa zingine mama pasta watoto wakati wamekuwa watu wazima na wanaona tu kile unafanya na hata wao wanajua ni aibu ni dhambi ni gonjwa ni machukizo the so called at weakness at our women weakness My fellow sisters I want you to know that that is our wickedest part That is our wickedest part 
were you as a pastor's wife or even just a fellow Christian sister there you are so attached to this keyboardist in church everywhere you must be seen with him everywhere you go you are with him everything you do you are with him we see you walking on the streets with him and he is not your husband he is not your husband it is because he appreciates you <laughs>